All right. It's the month of August, and as we closed our sermon time last month, I mentioned that we were going to start looking at something this month. We are going to start looking at the word wisdom or knowledge and what it means for us. And so I have a question. By show of hands, who thinks that they know everything there is to possibly know? Like, they know everything. Anybody? Good. Now, none of us says that we think we know everything, but how many of us have ever been guilty of being called a know-it-all, though? Yeah, yeah, let's be honest. That's when our family or our friends think that we think, right, that we know everything there is to know. And sometimes, even though we think we're pretty smart, how many of us feel like there is nothing else we can learn? Good, because that was a good trick question. There's always something more for us to learn. The world is constantly changing. We may have learned everything there was to possibly know about anything out there yesterday. And then today, half the stuff we knew about the stuff from yesterday doesn't even work or count or is out of date or who knows. It's like if you know computers and you never upgrade what you know about computers, you could have been really good at computers 10 years ago. Now, you don't know anything about computers, basically, is the way it seems. But knowledge and knowing things is something that people search after, right? We read books. We watch TV shows. We, nowadays, Google it and search for it on apps. Do it yourself and know it yourself. We want to be able to learn and know things constantly, though, don't we? We're always searching for more, to know more. We don't want to feel like we know less, right? And knowledge is something that people have sought after and strived to gain since the beginning of man. Way back in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve We're told not to eat from one tree, right? Anyone remember what the name of that tree was? The tree, tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of knowing as much as God knows. And honestly, the world is kind of crazy. And things change so fast, but God knows, Right? Wisdom, knowledge. There's a German legend, a guy named Frost, who literally sold his soul so that he could be the smartest person on the earth. 
It didn't work out so well for him. Because he kind of made a deal with the wrong person, didn't he? And then we have the story of Solomon in the Bible. Who when he realized that he needed wisdom and guidance, who did he ask? God. And what was he given? He was being tasked with this overwhelming job of governing God's people at a young age. So he prayed to God for the wisdom to be able to govern them godly. And that's what he was given. And then God even said to him, because you asked for wisdom to govern my people and not all the riches in the world, I'm going to still give you riches because you realized what was important. Knowledge through me. Knowledge of me. And so this month, we're going to spend some time looking at how we can grow in knowledge and wisdom of the Lord. Because when we're able to do those, when we seek first the kingdom and knowledge of the kingdom, then everything else will be added unto us, right? And so, we're going to start this month off by looking at the book of James. James chapter 1, very first chapter, starting with verse 5. James chapter 1, starting with verse 5, says this. If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe without doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should think that he would receive anything from the Lord, but doubts it is double-minded. He's unstable in all he does. James says that if we want wisdom, ask for it. Believe it. And stay focused on it. Don't allow yourself to become distracted. Our opening video was about running towards the prize. Training so that we would be able to be equipped. And we're going to look a little bit later in the month about equipping ourselves for wisdom and what it takes when we look at putting on the armor of God. But today we're going to take some basic steps. About gaining it. Because whether we feel like we're pretty smart Or whether we feel like there's so much more out there for us to learn. There is always more that God can help us learn. There's so much more that God can reveal to us when we ask. So, we're going to break it down into three things. And the first 
we're going to start by learning that if we want something, especially wisdom, we simply have to ask God for it, right? So James says, if anything is lacking wisdom, he should ask God. In James chapter 4, verse 2, James says, we do not have because we do not ask the Lord. Verse 5 of chapter 1, it said what? That God gives generously to everyone, right? To those who deserve it and those who don't. For those who ask. God is the giver of all blessings, both physical and spiritual, regardless of what they are and who we are. It doesn't matter what we've done in the past or what we might even do in the future. God's giving is superior to what man's giving is. Man has a habit of giving conditionally. We'll do something for somebody. We'll give something to somebody because we think about what we're going to get in return or what they're going to do for us, right? But God gives out of love, and because he gives out of love, he gives unconditionally to us. When we ask, shall be given, right? 1 Kings 3, 5 is where we learn about Solomon asking God for wisdom. It says, I give you on the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said this, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Now, if God were to come to you and say, you know what? You've been living your life right so far. You get a prize. You get to ask for whatever you want. And I'm going to give it to you. What's the first thing that popped into your guys' heads? You don't have to share. Don't want anyone get embarrassed by the first thing that popped in their head. But just think about it. What was the first thing? Or even the second thing? Or the third thing? In verse 7 of 1 Kings 3, John Solomon said this. Now, O Lord my God, you have... M- made your servant you had made your servant king in place of my father david but i am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties your servant is here among the people you have chosen a great people too numerous to count or number so give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is really able to govern these great people of yours In verse 10, God says, you know, Solomon, you could have asked for anything. You could have asked for wealth, victory over your enemies, whatever you would have wanted. But Solomon asked to be able to do the task that God had given him wisely. To not make a big mess of it, but to have God guide him in it. And in 1 Kings 3, 12, God says, I will give you what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there never be anyone after you. In 
Solomon asked for wisdom because he wanted to make sure that he could do a good job at the task that God had given him. And how many times have we held back, bit our tongue, not followed the leading of God because we didn't feel equipped enough. We didn't think we knew enough. We didn't think we were good enough and could speak well enough to say what God had challenged us with. Solomon was being challenged to govern the people. The one thing that makes Solomon wise to start with is because he realized he could ask for help and he knew just who to ask. But so many of us find ourselves in lives floundering about not knowing which way to go. And not only do we not even ask for help from people in our family and our friends, but we fail to do the most simple, important thing. We fail to ask God. We fail to ask him for guidance. We fail to ask him for direction, for his discernment and his wisdom in what we are doing and where we're going. James says that if we don't know how to do something, if we're lacking knowledge in something, then we should ask God. And when we ask him, he will give it to us. So we ask. But part of asking, the follow-up, is to seek it. If you want to know about how God feels about something, more likely than not, he has already told people in the Bible. There's been a lot of debate recently about whether the Bible's out of date. It's not. The Bible tells us that the same today as yesterday, our great unchanging friend. So if he's unchanging, then what he has said in the Bible is unchanging. It's still relevant for us today. We just need to seek it out. And believe. And that's where sometimes we fall short in the believing aspect of things, don't we? There's a movie that had a catchphrase. If I say it, you're probably going to recognize it. It said, If you build it, they will come. Right? You guys remember that movie? Build the dreams. They built it, right? And they came, right? That was talking about baseball players. It's a belief. In the Bible, we have a story. 
about a man who was told to do something that seemed absolutely crazy. Hollywood has tried to make some adaptions of it. And their adaptions are probably just about as unbelievable as it was back in the biblical times when it was being done. It's told, given a task to do, right? Told to do something. People thought he was crazy. But he did it anyway, right? Noah was told to build a boat because it was going to rain. And people didn't even know what rain was. It is not going to rain so much, Noah, that the whole world is going to be flooded. You are just speaking crazy, right? But Noah believed. And then it what? It rained for 40 days and 40 nights nonstop, right? The whole world flooded. Matthew 9, starting in verse 27 tells us that as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when they had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked him. And Jesus said, Do you you believe I'm able to heal you? Yes, Lord, they replied. Do you believe... He is able to give what you ask. Do you believe that God has a plan for your life that's so much better than what you can think of? Do you believe that he will guide you? That he will grant you the things you ask that you need according to what his will is for your life? The Bible tells us both in Matthew 21, 22, and then again in Luke 11, 24, that whatever we ask for in prayer and believe that we will receive will be ours. If you want to know about growing your relationship with God and how to know him more, start asking for him to reveal himself to you in your daily life and believe that he will show it to you. Genesis 19. We learn the story about the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. The only people that were going to be spared were Lot and his family. For they were the only ones who did believe in the Lord. And in verse 17 of Genesis 19, an angel appeared to them and says, Flee for your lives and do not look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plain. 
flee to the mountains, or you will be swept away. For the Lord was going to deal with the world of Sodom and Gomorrah, just like he's going to eventually deal with this world. Are we smart enough? Do we, are we wise enough to know where we are going to go? Do we believe in what he has given us? And finally, are we going to be stay focused on reaching that prize? Because in Genesis 19, they said, don't look back. Flee, run for your lives. It tells him that in verse 17, but in verse 26, it says this. But, you know that whenever you hear that word, you dread it, right? Because you know something's not going to go the way you want it to. Something messed up, right? That's what that word often means when we hear it in a sentence. And in verse 26, it ain't no different. It says, but Lot's wife looked back. What was she told in verse, seven, verse 17, guys? They were told to flee, to not look back. I'm like wondering how far they got running. You guys ever watch those crazy movies? People are being chased by things or those shark attack movies where they're trying to swim to the shore. The moment they look back, that's when they can't outswim the shark, right? Because whenever you watch those shark attack movies, they never really get bit or caught while they're still looking towards the shore. It's when they look back and realize that the shark's on top of them. Because they end up doing what? They stop. They look back, and it's the end of them because they lost focus. In the message of James, chapter 1, which is our scripture for the today, verses 7 and 8 say this. Don't think that you're going to get anything from the master. Being adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. James warned us earlier about being devil-minded, about not knowing what we want. And part of making a decision is having the wisdom to know what is right and wrong. And we have the option of being able to ask God for that to know which way we should go. If we're at a fork in the road, we have the option of being able to ask God to tell us, to guide us, to show us which way we should go. We're challenged to ask for it, to believe that we'll receive it, and to stay focused on it, not looking back not thinking about what we're leaving behind. And not straddling the fence. 
thinking that halfway is good enough. If you're traveling along on a road and you reach a fork in it, and you just sit there going, oh, I don't want to go right and I don't want to go left, you're not going to reach where you need to go because you're going to still be stuck halfway there. We're being told that the world will come to an end. And the Bible tells us the same. And we spent all last month looking at how we have been free, though. Set free from death, from sin. To be able to have everlasting life that comes from believing in God. And serving God. But sometimes we need to find out how God wants us to serve him. And sometimes we need the freedom to be able to move beyond the things that held us down and held us back. The world has gotten so good at half-truths. But a half-truth is still a lie. In today's world, things that the Bible says are wrong have become acceptable. And if we aren't looking to God for the answers, then some of their arguments may make sense. But that's why we ask for wisdom. They be able to see through the half-truths and the lies that the world will tell us. And to know what God would reveal to us. Is there something that you've been searching after? Is there a decision you've put off making? Are you struggling with something? Even if it's in your very belief of God and who he is. Today is the day you can ask him to help you, to equip you with the wisdom that's needed. Today is the day you can begin the journey seeking it out, seeking out his guidance in your life. Today is the day you can start on that pathway, making that decision to stay focused, not veering to the right or left or allowing yourself to become distracted by the things the devil tries to throw at you. 
you can ask the Lord. For he knows all the answers. He knows all the answers to everything that you struggle with in life. He knows all the answers to the questions you have in your heart. Have you ever asked him for the answers, though? Have you ever truly asked for him to tell you? To give you the wisdom in knowing? We're going to play a song, and as it plays, take this time in prayer to ask for it. Commit yourself to seeking after it. Pray for his strength to keep focused, believing that he will give you what you ask for this day.
thought He saved all those tears that Father, we're just so thankful that you know us, Lord. Help us, Lord, now to be able to know you and to grow in wisdom and knowledge of you, Lord. Lord, reveal to us your ways and the ways in which you would have us to go. And show us your will in our lives, Lord. Help us to seek after you in your ways, Lord, and to follow you, focused on your will. Be with us this day. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.